0: Hello everybody, Uh, Justin Robert Young here. This is gonna go before the show because we have breaking news that I do want to address for you guys, even though I'm on my walk and I'm gonna send this to Brett, our our editor here on Friday. And that is that according to multiple reports, Donald Trump will indeed be the first ex president to be charged with a crime. He will be indicted by the Manhattan District Attorney alvin bragg uh we are waiting to see exactly what the charges are going to be but it looks like what i told patrons on the thursday edition that i thought this was going to be memory hold indeed is not the case so uh uh i still think that the charges are not great i think it's gonna be very hard to prove but we'll have to wait and see what those charges are uh there we go that's the update and now let's get into the show this is made possible by Dustin Campbell, Owe oh Them Bones, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, and Craig. Hello and welcome, everybody, to the Politics, Politics, Politics program for Friday, March 31st, 2023 year old pal Justin Robert Young, joining you from austin texas and it's time we talk tick tock this is gonna be a hour-long interview with the one the only tom merritt tom merritt is gonna uh talk to us about TikTok, the technical side of where data is stored the connections of that company to china how much of the ills of social media can fairly be blamed on TikTok, and we're going to get into a bill that you probably have heard a little bit about. It is called the Restrict Act, and it's got a lot of bipartisan support in the Senate, sponsored by Mark Warner, and I think Tom and I both agree it's something that folks who listen to this show or listen to Daily Tech News Show should be aware about. We both think it's pretty broad so stay tuned for that we also have the second round of our fake president's bracket who's gonna make it to next week's final you gotta wait until the end of the show for that one what do you say we stop screwing around here this is politics 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 and i am justin robert young Welcome back to the show, good sir. Oh, thanks for having me back. This is probably one of the topics that, from one flavor of it or another, we've talked the most about personally in technology. And now that it has folded into politics, it has kind of hit all of our corners. So there was no way that we could not talk TikTok on the program without Tom Merritt. So let, let's—I mean, there's there's so many different versions of this that I that I kind of want to say uh, the cultural element of it, the political element of it, the state of where it is technologically. From your perspective, you start. What is the most fascinating, important, dangerous, interesting part of what is going on right now with TikTok?
1: I feel the same way now as I did when President Trump's administration uh, attempted or threatened to ban TikTok, uh, which is what's the real reason? Because to me, what's fascinating is the only thing TikTok seems to be doing different than Facebook or Google or freaking Tim Hortons uh, is that they are being owned by a company based in China. Yes, uh, they they the. I think it was Eddie Robertson on The Verge who wrote uh, there is more provable uh, abuse of your personal information from Tim Hortons than there is from TikTok. So to me, it's less about is TikTok secure than it is. Well, what's really going on is is, is there an actual threat is is the Chinese government making use of this data in some way? Uh, that I am unima- too unimaginative to know, uh, because I I doubt that. Uh, the information that TikTok is gathering on people can easily be found in other sources legally from data brokers. Uh, yeah. You can find way more from a data broker than you can by running TikTok. So then my mind goes to, well, Maybe they're just punishing uh, China like they are with Huawei, uh, where they're saying, well, this is your valuable product. And until you come to the table and start negotiating with us and let Facebook back into China, let Google back into China, uh, maybe uh, we'll stop your valuable thing from coming in here. There could be all
0: kinds of other diplomatic aspects of that. And and I think that's part of it. Yeah. Let me tie it back to what you had mentioned with, with Trump. The Trump push made a little bit more sense because Trump obviously made China a gigantic part of his administration, of his campaign, really. Sure, sure. The yeah. idea that that China looks at deals holistically. We do not look at deals holistically. We need to be tough and we need to say Huawei, which was happening before Trump, but but Huawei definitely banned uh, uh There was the first conversations about nationalizing our 5G backbone and banning ZTE and stuff like that. Uh, So the idea that TikTok falling into that push was understandable. The Biden administration has played a little bit of the both sides game because not only has Biden fashioned his campaign in 2000 saying that he was going to be tougher on China ...than Donald Trump, saying that Donald Trump was... Right. ...he he faltered in his negotiations. He faltered during the coronavirus. But also, they relied fairly heavily on TikTok during the campaign. Biden followed up on that by inviting influencers to the White House in October. Uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is under oath saying that TikTok needs to be ended one way or another... And yet has a TikTok account that he posted to this week on Monday, and it might be more recently by the time that you hear this podcast. So that's where it's it's confusing to me because at the very least, China bad was a huge part of the Trump administration. China bad seems yeah. to be more of the Biden uh, thing. But that doesn't bring us to where we are right now, which is a bipartisan steamroller, the likes of which is very rare in this divided political world.
1: Yeah. So the the China bad, China bad with a question mark. Uh, well, we can at least agree on the first two words in that sentence yeah. seems to be bringing them together. Uh where I go from there is that nothing is ever one reason. We love to say, why are they doing this? It's X. That's yes. a human human nature thing. Uh, but in reality, think about the decisions you make. It, they're often uh, a combination of like, well, I can do this. I'll do it because I get X but also I get Y and Z, and so maybe I'll do that because I get a lot of things. I think this is an example of that because, yes, they win points against China. It can achieve a lot of diplomatic aims for state. Uh, I think those are all true. But also, after I read the Restrict Act, which is one of many bills circulating that would ban TikTok, but seems to be the one that's getting the most momentum, I saw another benefit of this smokescreen, which is a very broad law that, yes, could be used to justify a ban of TikTok, but the way it's written could be used to justify the ban of just about anything or mitigate is a word in this bill, yes. such things as end-to-end encryption.
0: All right. I was going to talk about the hearing, but let's talk about the the Restrict Act, which is very much a fruit of it. Mark Warner, a very influential senator, uh, Democrat from Virginia, somebody that's been in the mix of a lot of these bipartisan bills that got passed over the last year when the Biden administration sort of reverted to Biden's roots. There was initially the push of Bernie, why don't you negotiate some stuff that wound up falling apart at the hands of uh, Manchin and Cinema, And then Biden sort of reverted more to his is is roots of let's get six bipartisan senators that can uh, whip their party and make something happen. Warner's very much in that group. I read the bill today. It was on my briny. I read the bill. Yeah, we both brinied this. Thank you, Jen Briny, for Thank being you, our inspiration. <laughs> it's broad. Like <Lighthouse>. how is <laughs> no. the one thing? Yeah, it's drawn a lot of comparisons to the Patriot Act, and and I do think that the Patriot Act tends to be a bit of a scaremongery term that you can that you can throw on it and it does not authorize money like the patriot act authorized money for various different programs but it does give a lot of let's say it charitably future-proofing to the secretary of commerce and the president of the united states to say that something is against our national interest and therefore should be either as you mentioned mitigated or Forcefully divested by way of the attorney general. And and that is something that I know for anybody that's watched uh, various different hearings or seen how capriciously politicians can throw around various different technical terms good lord is that scary if all the the, the, it takes the secretary of commerce to say something is against our national interest and then the president gets that level of a gun to shoot at whatever the target is
1: yeah the uh, uh the attorney general the director of national intelligence secretary of the treasury and the fec all get to to weigh in on what's a risk uh and what, you know, it's things like interfering with the election. Well, we're all against interfering with the election. We can disagree on what's interfering, but we're all against it. Catastrophic effects on the security or the resilience of critical infrastructure. We we definitely want to protect our critical infrastructure. We, we don't want our power plants being taken down. Or anything that otherwise poses an undue or unacceptable risk to the national security of the U.S. Basically, anything else we decide to Oof. come up with. Yeah. yeah. No. no. <laughs> uh, the Broad... It's ironic to me that the Restrict Act restricts nothing on the side of people who are in charge of getting to decide what gets restricted. It's, it's quite the opposite of restricted.
0: To me, and I don't know whether or not this is going to happen. Uh, you, you're already seeing fairly strong kind of resistance pop up through the media and stuff like that. And there are elements that I think would doom at least this writing of this. What that law or a proposal, that bill does tell me is that the bipartisan steamroller we saw last week with the CEO of TikTok shows momentum for which a very smart and a very influential senator said, ah, let's shoot the moon. How about we get to ban or divest any and everything that comes from, I think, the list of countries for which were already on the list of things that this could happen tomorrow if it were made law tomorrow. Uh was China, Russia, Iran, uh, North Korea, and then specifically Venezuela under Maduro. Cuba was on there, at Venezuela <laughs> under Maduro. So if Maduro yeah. goes, they then get Venezuela rid of Maduro. is good to go. Yeah, all, uh, all is, different situations. He's gone. Everybody else, it was it was a, a a list there. But this is really, really, really about China, and that's something that I think comes from the confidence of what we saw last week. When you watched the clips of that hearing, what did you see? I, uh, I was, I, I have my
1: uh, my filter on that says, okay, most of whatever is going to be said in a public hearing like this is to be used in a commercial or a press release or something later. So the fact that you had Congress people who didn't understand what they were saying doesn't really shock me. Uh, the the question about like, uh, does TikTok use Wi-Fi? You know, everybody was going crazy about that. I'm like, yeah, it's par for the course. What impressed Although me about I that think hearing?
0: That was a dumb question. I, I, I don't know whether or not. He knew yeah. what he was talking about. There, there's but, lots but, of reasons why that could lead to a very but the, you yeah. Know, the question of whether yeah. or not the TikTok app connects to other devices through your Wi-Fi, wi yeah. not a exactly. dumb question. No, and no that's what he was not. saying. I don't know if he knew it. He knew I he was saying it. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he, once or he was
1: marble. Exactly. Well. That, <laughs> not a dumb question. Hey, if he'd said Wi-Fi Direct, I would have perked up a lot more. Uh, but again, I those things are are expected. They're they're meaningless. They're they're fun for a meme, but they really don't mean anything to me. Uh, what meant something to me is there was no one advocating for TikTok, and you usually in these congressional hearings you get at least one or two representatives who yes. are like, "Well, let me just give you a friendly question. My my colleagues here are beating up on you, but tell me, uh, TikTok is great, for children, right? You know, or some softball question. You got nothing. No, everybody was the hostile uh, interview, and that that was the most significant thing to me.
0: And it was the basket's thirty-one flavors of oh, yeah. problems where uh, where you got it every different, every different way. It was a lot of China, a lot of yeah. a lot of the CCP, and that's something that we can get to in a second, because I do think that it does need to be talked about and addressed. But you also got from a lot of the Democrats a lot of the ills of social media in yep. general. Uh, and I do think that there is a, a a reason why this is all gas, no breaks against TikTok. Because A, the other elements of their industry, the other titans of their industry, normally if, if there's a law about gas drilling and it's specifically targeted toward, let's say, a like, uh, uh, Exxon, right? Mm-hmm. Shell lobbyists will also say, hey, let's, let's take a look at at, at you know this permitting and oil drilling. Because if it's going to come for one of us, it's going to come for the other people. Right now, Google and Facebook are like, man, we need to get these commies out of here. This is really, this is really a problem. And yet, TikTok is getting blamed for a lot of the problems where there is a social turning of questioning exactly the worth of social media specifically in relation to the health of children and we know this because eight months ago there was a whistleblower from Facebook that was saying the exact same thing that was being repeated to the TikTok folks the other problem is that when oh I lost my train of thought There's, there's 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 the industry thing uh, and then there is there's the the the, the social thing. So uh, yeah, I think that those those were the two things. A, there's no industry backing, and and two, there is this general idea about social media. Before we get into the China of anything, how much of this separate whether or not it should be banned? TikTok is extraordinarily influential among a younger age cohort. Uh, how much of the general social ills of social media should be on TikTok's plate. I, I think it is no different than
1: any other social media platform out there. Uh, yeah, how, and-
0: how much proportionally is that?
1: Uh, it's in proportion to the number of people who use TikTok. So, you know, I, I, you, you could go run the numbers, but, uh, you know, 30 uh, or, percent or something like that is going to be where TikTok sits in relation to the users of of Facebook and Instagram. And the moral outrage is going to be out of proportion because, well... Mom uses Facebook, so it's not as bad. Uh, yeah. I, mom doesn't understand TikTok. Uh, apologies to all the moms who do understand TikTok, because I see you doing your dance challenges on K-pop. But uh, some of them don't, and so they fear it. Uh, and, and that goes for dad, too. So I do think there there is some responsibility to TikTok, but also my position on all these things is a lot of the harm attributed to social media platforms are correlative And we need to show what's causative before we decide to treat it or we won't. We'll spend a lot of energy treating the wrong thing, possibly even make it worse. Uh, And I don't think that's any different for TikTok.
0: Does it surprise you that Google and Facebook have... Either, depending on who you believe, uh, been absent from this conversation or actively uh, uh, whipping a mob up to ban one of their competitors.
1: I'm shocked, Justin. If shocked to find <laughs> there is gambling on the banning of TikTok happening in this establishment. Well, we must shut it down immediately. Uh, no, I I do think they should be careful what they wish for because not not to pull that restrict back uh, back into the conversation yeah, yeah. too early, but but that thing is so broad. Uh, I don't think it's being written against them now but that doesn't mean it couldn't be used against them in the future uh this is a competently written bill that's the other thing you mentioned senator warder but the other co-sponsor is senator john thune who yep. you make fun of me for uh, constantly praising for his uh his his knowledge of the internet and his reasonable views on net neutrality but that guy knows what he's talking about so uh this is not an you know an unintentionally broad a bill this this is an intentionally broad bill i think
0: and not to mention that If this bill is law and we're talking about interfering in elections, let's remember that Facebook did great damage to their core money making attribute, which is targeting people via ads in response to Cambridge Analytica which I would love to revisit that now in our modern world and look sure. at exactly how people freaked out about Cambridge Analytica I'm sure Facebook would love to do it because I think that they definitely made their product worse but I was th- reading th- an unrelated story today about
1: uh, about AI risks and someone was saying you know uh, we need to make sure we get ahead of this uh, unlike what we did with, with social media where it ruined elections and I'm like but, but did it? Like, Did it? We did, we, everybody just kind of uh, has agreed it did without really studying whether it did or not. <laughs>
0: that's and that's the thing is like this if we have affecting elections in that law this comes for everybody this comes mm-hmm. for this comes for alphabet this comes for meta uh this comes for for any and everybody that that doesn't actively ban political content uh uh you know throughout all of their 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 platforms that,
1: that paragraph uh, section section three two is the one that gets me though otherwise poses an undue or unacceptable risk i mean I, that could be for any reason. It doesn't even have to be elections. Uh, it could be that uh, iMessages end-to-end encryption protects terrorists. And so we must force Apple to mitigate its end-to-end encryption. Or forget terrorists. Let's do uh, child pornography. Uh, that, that will get a lot more support uh, amongst the bases. So I, I do think it's I, something that occurred to me when you were talking about that hearing is there is a risk on the Democratic side to upsetting your electorate going after TikTok, because a lot of your electorate enjoys TikTok, uh, so you mitigate that by saying, "Ah, but it's having a bad effect on the children. Uh, yeah. and the in the older voters who are more likely to show up at the polls will sway your way in banning TikTok, uh, which to me that that adds another couple points to the likelihood of TikTok actually getting banned.
0: Let's talk China. Let's talk ByteDance. dance. I think there is a core difference in friendly discussion between you and I. I tend to be more of a China Hawk than you do. What is the most fair either criticism or unanswered questions about Byte Dance's relationship with TikTok when it comes to how much influence they have and whether or not there needs to be mitigation? Right. Uh
1: I think it's fair to say that any company that has employees in China, uh, and again, this is a company that is The licensed user of the data uh, Microsoft operates in China But it doesn't touch its data uh, yeah. It has to partner with a Chinese Company to handle the cloud Data for Microsoft Azure In China so so that's one thing to understand Is, is ByteDance doesn't Have to do that ByteDance is a Chinese Company uh, any company That is in China is Going to have exposure To the Chinese government and therefore to the Chinese Communist Party uh, and 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 so it is fair to say that's that's a concern. That that's a thing to think about. It's a concern for ByteDance, it's a concern for Lenovo, it's a concern <laughs> for Xiaomi, uh, it's a concern for so many companies that operate in China as Chinese companies. Uh so so yes, I think that's fair to, to keep it to your question. <laughs> That we just need to understand that. that We should understand that 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 risk is a link. There there are a lot of companies that that are based in China that do business in the United States, and, and they all have the potential of the Chinese Communist Party through the Chinese government to influence them.
0: You mentioned a lot of other companies, many of them hardware manufacturers. Is there anything special or unique about a platform that, beyond the data... Is as culturally relevant as TikTok is. I I guess
1: that's the other concern is that somehow TikTok could tweak the algorithm, uh, which is managed out of Beijing, uh, and 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 bend it to the Chinese government's will to affect the populace. Uh, that is certainly possible. I don't. Know how viable it would be uh, for TikTok, and I also don't know how effective it would be to go back to our Cambridge Analytica uh, yeah. question. Uh, I'm I'm not sure that it's a threat. I think it's more of an imagined threat than than a real threat. Uh, but but if you're talking possibilities and you're like I think you're wrong, Tom. I, I think it's a real threat. Then sure, uh, that could happen. It would also probably be noticed. That's the other thing people forget is when you do these things, yes, you can't see the algorithm, but you can see the effects. And there's a lot of people with eyes on it right
0: now. What is the most unfair claim in your mind levied against TikTok by way of its Chinese ownership?
1: Uh, yeah, that it's just going to do whatever the Chinese government says, uh, or that all the data is on a communist party server. Uh, the problem with communism is it doesn't do things very efficiently. So the fact that you are, uh, bending over backwards, uh, to create this project Texas thing where all the U S data is going to be on Oracle servers, uh, only the public data gets to be released from those Oracle servers, uh. It will be managed by an independent company that will be spun out of TikTok and answerable to the Committee on Foreign Investment. I don't know what else you could do to make it really difficult for a slow-moving bureaucracy like the Chinese government to get at the data. Uh, So the idea that, like, oh, no, Project Texas doesn't go far enough. There's nothing they can do. They'll they'll still get our data. Eh, There would be a way easier way to get your data which they also do, which is employ hackers uh, to, to go out and get your data from other sources. So I, th- I think that is unfair to ByteDance. Also, uh, it's worth pointing out that the CEO isn't Chinese. Uh, I think a lot of people might assume he is. He's not. He's from Singapore. He went to school in London. He went to Harvard Business School. Uh, and so it is not run by TikTok, the TikTok subsidiary uh, is not run by the Chinese. It's run out of Singapore, but it does have employees in Beijing. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not it's not nearly corporate structure wise uh, the the problem that so many other companies that aren't uh, subsidiarized, like WeChat, uh, like Lenovo, Lenovo, which has has a headquarters in South Carolina, but the other ones in China.
0: Your News Update is brought to you by TakePoliticsSeriously.com. That is where you can support this show. Head on over there for three bucks a week. You get two bonus episodes each and every week. It's just so simple. Double the shows. It's pretty good. Let's get you updated. U.S. prosecutors slapped FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried with a new criminal charge, alleging that he bribed Chinese authorities with millions of dollars in cryptocurrency after they froze accounts controlled by his personal hedge fund. The superseding indictment filed Tuesday morning in New York alleges that Bankman-Fried, a one-time political mega-donor, by the way, only second to Michael Bloomberg in the 2020 cycle, who'd been a key player in Washington policy circles, ordered employees at his trading firm, Alameda Research, to pay 40 million dollars to a digital wallet controlled by Chinese authorities in 2021. I would be very interested. I don't know exactly how connected Sam Bankman-Fried is. I know his parents were donors. He's a donor. He knew all of the right bellies to tickle if he had that gigantic amount of cash. But at the same time, if his stock is sufficiently dropped, you got to wonder how protected he will be. He's certainly been in the news a lot since he went down. And if that's the case, how much does Sam Bankman Freed want to talk? Keep an eye on that idea. Senator John Fetterman of Pennsylvania is set to return to the Senate the week of April 17th, a source close to the senator told website The Hill. Fetterman has been absent from the Senate since mid-February after checking himself into Walter Reed Medical Military Hospital with clinical depression. I, I know you guys are probably tired of me saying this about Fetterman... That's a bit odd. April seventeenth? Why April seventeenth? What why? What's 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 happening? What's what's up? Why did this why is this a thing? Why I, I don't know. I I would really just like more reporting. I don't think it benefits anybody, but there not to be more explanation on why a sitting senator goes into a hospital for clinical depression and why they stay there for two months and then why they are leaving on April 17th when we are reading this notice on Wednesday, March 29th that's when I'm recording this Wednesday, March 29th is when I'm recording this and it's got to be two weeks and change from now what needs especially when it comes to depression like do we know? He's, is he on the road to feeling better? I don't know. I always feel so weird talking about this, but I definitely believe there should be more information. Dozens of scientists, experts, tech leaders, and Twitter and Tesla CEO Elon Musk has signed a letter calling on labs generating artificial intelligence to slow down production so potential risks can be studied and researched. Essentially, we need to knock it off before we can find out what's going on. AI programs like ChatGPT and GPT-4 have come a long way since capturing public interest, but they have trouble convincing tech's biggest leaders that society is ready for them. Musk, Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak, and 2020 presidential candidate Andrew Yang were more than a 1,000 people who signed an open letter to AI Labs, (laughs) OpenAI urging them to immediately pause production of AI models more powerful than GPT-4. So, look, it's, it's no secret that very close friend of mine works at OpenAI, so take my bias at face value. I think that this letter is somewhere between scaremongery and by some of the signatories disingenuous this is all my opinion by the way I have not talked to anybody Uh, I think that GPT-4 has a lot of very very interesting applications extraordinary Uh, I am bullish on AI I believe that it's going to have gigantic ramifications for society. Not unlike the internet, by the way, I believe it will have an internet sized shape on society. Do I think it's going to end society? Do I think it's going to fully automate every element of our lives to the point where no human being can do something of worth that they can exchange for money? No, I think it will be a tool for which we can utilize in our jobs to do better and bigger things. I don't believe it is at a point where we just want to set it and forget it. Is it like the internet where we can search for things we'd never search for, that we can write and distribute faster than we ever have before? Yes. But the idea that it is, if you've played around with it, it is not something that is is ready to rule the world. Now, where it goes from here, we'll see. But especially with Elon Musk's name at the head of it, Elon Musk's history with OpenAI is something that is well-known. He was an initial investor. Depending on who you talk to or what public accounts you read, there was either a loss of faith from Elon Musk in the direction of Open AI, or he decided to leave because he was not able to take over uh leadership of the company. OpenAI at a certain point went from a nonprofit and spun off part of the company into for-profit so they could take an investment from other people. They essentially, you know, and this is public knowledge, you know they realized that they could raise more money as a private company than they could as a nonprofit, and that they needed more and more and more supercomputers to make this happen now open ai has the leading product in artificial intelligence intelligence there is only one product that ai has and it's chat gpt and if that's the case then I think Elon Musk's a little salty he's a little upset the idea that he wants to pump the brakes on it it's a little interesting right a little interesting you know for somebody who put a quote unquote full self driving car on the road that many people would say not full self driving I don't know Anyway, politically, keep an eye on AI. Politically. Because it's going... You think what's happening with TikTok's an issue? Just wait. Just wait. AI is going to be the biggest thing that happened to Washington, D.C. since the mainframe. It's going to be a topic of conversation. And that is your update. Again, com is where you need to go if you would like to support this program. $3 an episode. Sorry, $3 a week. Not even an episode. We give you two episodes a week. $3 a week Get you two bonus episodes each and every week. Head on over there, TakePoliticsSeriously.com. And now, back to Tom. Politics. You've been in this game a long time. Where would you... What do you think is the most fair comparison... For the footprint and influence that TikTok has right now, as we are talking Wednesday, March twenty ninth, twenty twenty three. What is the most fair social media, or even beyond social media, comparison? Yeah, yeah. G- given that every situation is different,
1: uh, yeah. and and the generation that that is being affected by TikTok has has different sensibilities than the millennials did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say it feels most like Facebook. Uh, when Facebook really like early, wrote,
0: like, like, yeah. like like coming out of only thousands for college kids, yeah, yeah.
1: You know? when it was like, hey, those college kids have been doing this thing. They're letting the parents on now. And everyone misunderstood it. And Facebook was ruining lives. Uh, I mean that not that that ever went away, but there yeah. there was a lot of early panic about what these kids were doing on on Facebook. I think there was a little bit of that around YouTube and Twitter as well. But but Facebook had the impact on the social mind that TikTok is having.
0: You know, the reason why I ask that is because I'm trying to, in my mind, project the hole that would be left if TikTok just got raptured. Right. If if all of a sudden, let's say that there's a, an even a very surgical bill that circulates and it's like it's the ban tick tock act and we're just going to ban tick tock. We're going to make Biden be able to do it in two days. We're going to hand him a phone that has a big red button and boom, it's gone. <laughs> like the only thing that for me, I can remember having the cultural sway. Would cause, the the thing that it reminds me most of is early YouTube, but early YouTube did not have the kind of I think it set the seeds for larger cultural shifts, but it did mm-hmm. not like lead cultural shifts in a way that now a more mature and interconnected online culture to what we understand as mainstream culture, yeah, yeah, which, which which exists right now. So in that case, like the thing that it reminds me the most of is MTV. To be honest with you, like like interesting. Like like late eighties through the nineties, MTV, where it very much speaks to a youth audience. It is connected to a larger audience that may have barely grown out of it. But uh, uh, if it went away, it would be. I, I would compare it to if I were a kid now. I'd compare it to if all of a sudden I couldn't see the new season of Road Rules and and uh, uh, my my Tupac videos and TRL. Yeah. Well. And,
1: I, I think the other thing that you have to remember TikTok does, because I think that's a very interesting comparison, a very apt, uh if mtv also had a search engine uh you know like if if you could if you could look things up on mtv then you yeah you you have tiktok because the reason i i picked facebook instead of youtube although youtube has this now that i'm thinking about it is people look things up on tiktok people are like i want to know how to do a thing let me look it up on tiktok or oh i'm watching this tiktok to learn about something not just how to's which youtube is used for Quite a bit, but but just information. I want to know what happened at this event. People people do that on TikTok, and they do do that still, and and absolutely did that on Facebook. Uh, if you want uh, an A B test of a large democracy with and without TikTok, go look at India. India banned TikTok after a border dispute with China. Uh, they banned like two hundred plus uh, Chinese apps, and what has happened is. A few Indian startups have moved in. None of them have really gotten momentum. Most of the traffic has gone to YouTube and Instagram uh, and the creators maybe made the transition, but a lot of times did not. And there was a lot of negative impact to the to the creators of TikTok in India who are no longer able to, to do what they did on TikTok.
0: All right, moment of, moment of truth. How does this end?
1: Earlier this week, I would have said it did say uh, sold. They they will figure it out. Uh, they will they will come to an agreement with China. I, I was half suspecting, you know what, that part of Project Texas where they have to spin out a company that reports to the US, maybe they just beef that up and call that a sale of TikTok. And there's a yeah. license agreement to 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 use the algorithm uh that, that leaves it in the hands of ByteDance because that's the big thing China's worried about. Maybe some money flows into China that satisfies them and everybody's happy. That's kind of where I thought the practical Uh, End would be uh, something that would allow both sides to claim victory. We taught China a lesson. But when you look at it close, which no one will do besides us, uh, you find out like, wow, really? It just changed a lot of things on paper. That's what I thought uh, until I, I started. I started to see this restrict act. Uh, And started to realize that, oh, they they can call on a lot of other things to to win an election, uh, even if they ban TikTok, even if they upset people by banning TikTok. Uh, And if they ban TikTok, the people who are upset with them with the election, who are they going to turn to? Who's going to be the pro TikTok candidate? Uh, Oh, but I'm I'm starting to tip towards eh, it might just go away. They they might just do what they did with Huawei and say you know what we're we're just going to torpedo one of your your valuable toys China uh, and we'll keep doing it until you
0: change whatever it is they want them to change it. i um, I mean because because the other side of this is, uh, on a sale is that China has to agree to it too. Yeah, and and that's that's another thing is is regardless of whether or not somebody in the United States is going to allow for i mean i don't know who the buyer is going to be because all the most likely buyers would be people that would immediately trigger a antitrust uh (laughs) uh, review you know like like google and and meta and stuff like that but and i think that that's partly why they're like oh you know maybe we can get some scratch and dent tiktok that would be that would be great if we could knock a few billion off that price microsoft would buy it at at an
1: open box price at best buy for sure
0: absolutely I think it gets banned. And I I think it gets banned because of the momentum that is on the side of this. The bipartisan element is it's rare. You don't see stuff like this unless no. it's, you know, yeah. And and I don't I don't again, I, I think that the Patriot Act stuff is a little bit pejorative because I do think that we should understand the specifics of the Patriot Act. But post 911, that's the kind of bipartisan like moves that were made yeah, are, yeah. we're we're at that point i would also say what's the point of funding clandestine uh, security agencies like we have in the united states if someone isn't just going to blatantly commit corporate espionage and open source their <laughs> algorithm like just post it on github and then refuse it if any we could do it, it for cases. twitter you could do it for tiktok
1: I mean, come, come on, on people
0: yeah exactly you'd be like oh that's a rash of them it's going around all of a sudden yeah. tiktok's algorithm is on is on github What's the point? All right. Tom, I didn't even give you the uh, the heads up on this. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to be our judge for our fake president's bracket. I have my gavel. You have your gavel. All right. We have, in our first matchup, James Marshall, Harrison Ford in Air Force One mm-hmm. versus... Jed Bartlett of the West Wing. In our second matchup, we have Jack Stanton of Primary Colors, Mm -hmm. that is the Bill Clinton stand-in, versus Tom Beck of Deep Impact. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will Mm -hmm. allow you to go in whatever order to pick uh, uh, which of these two? Just remember that the way that we are deciding this is not your favorite. It's not the best. It's right. Who would win in an election? Win. against a campaign against the other one. Which one do you want to tackle first? Trump let's uh, let's tackle the Marshall, Marshall versus Bartlett. Marshall versus Bartlett. Okay, that's the tougher this one. That's five the five tougher one. The most. Yeah. The most uh, that we have gotten in terms of feedback has either been for or against. Jed Bartlett, who you got? Uh, Well,
1: uh, I I would like to hear the the persuasive tones of the PX3 audience, uh, to be sure. But uh, I think it's a nail biter. It could even come down to some hanging chads. Uh, But in the end... I think Bartlett is the better campaigner. Uh, we know Marshall uh, can beat terrorists, but can he beat a good campaign? Bartlett uh, is a political operator. He's not necessarily a dirty political operator, but I feel like he would he would squ- he might eke out a victory.
0: You know, this is really a a a big test of rhetoric, right? Because obviously jed bartlett you know having uh being being spoken through uh, uh the the words of aaron sorkin very loquacious very upbuildy great flawed man but he's not ever going to be accused of being succinct right is there anything more powerful than a very simple, very gruff, rumbly "get off my plane"? <laughs> is, it's a, it's a, a simple message sticker. Yeah, it is. It is there. It is emblematic of a of a president under fire. I think there's a lot of coding here. There's a lot of red state, blue state coding here. Absolutely, Let me read. absolutely. Let me read for you, uh, uh, real quick. This is Sean, the dad who wrote in. Uh, obnoxiously smart to a Florida governor shows how unqualified the tannerexic buffoon really is, but it won't work on the guy who killed a baker's dozen evil terrorists. Not sure what style of campaign Marshall had uh, to get elected, but we can be certain it w- uh, was effective in being a real-life action hero. He would go with President Marshall, but you are saying that Jed Bartlett mm-hmm. advances to our final. I, I'll
1: be honest, it kind of depends on how... Close after Air Force One's events, the election happens uh, because again, you got you've you've got the the blue state people are going to vote Bartlett, the red state people are going to vote Marshall. Uh, it's the independents, it's the swing votes that are going to count. Swing votes, and soon after the events, people are going to be in the in the in the sort of the halo of like ah man, man of action, save the country, right? Uh, but down the road. Think about it. Uh, How many rewatch Air Force One podcasts are there versus rewatch West Wing podcasts are out there? I feel like, you know, Bartlett, Bartlett can win the longer road campaign over Marshall.
0: All right. Let's move on then. Who will Jed Bartlett face against? Let me uh, read again, Sean, who wrote. I I just want to reemphasize before we move on here uh, that that is not my
1: vote. That is who I think would win. All right. That's who you believe would win. Well, and look, yeah. that's all we ask. That's yep. all we ask. You, you want worry. my vote? Uh, you can ask me by subscribing to my newsletter at, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on my Substack.
0: No, don't worry. You're still going to be invited to all the classy dinner parties, Tom, yeah. uh, although you might get a frosty reception mm-hmm. at the SEC tailgate. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and uh, uh, look at our, our final battle here, Jack Stanton versus Tom Beck. As an effective uh, of a campaigner as Bill Clinton, I mean Jack Stanton is, leading a global recovery effort is going to go a long way to get survivors to pull the lever, lever for you on election day. And so he has to go with President Beck. Now, in terms of campaigning, we have we have pretty much as much as possible just copied and pasted Bill Clinton into this realm of movie and television presidents, Tom Beck, Mostly known for the guy on whose watch a an asteroid almost hit the Earth, but <laughs> along with international cooperation, helped save the day. Who advances to our final? Jack Stanton versus Tom Beck. I mean, you're asking me in
1: in a way. Uh, you're asking me, uh, Clinton versus Obama.
0: Certainly, if we are if we are going to say that an element of Obama's brand is being a soothing, charismatic mm-hmm. uh, black man, then yes, there is. There's a little bit of uh, uh, Obama if instead of bailing out the banks, he helped rebuild the world from a partial asteroid, right? And and just had a, had a had a
1: way of speaking that everybody uh, wants to have as a voiceover. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, I think now the Clinton the Clintonian brand is yeah. not as effective as it was, uh, and I think now the appeal of Tom Beck, Margaret yeah. and his yep. way of speaking has not diminished. Everyone loves. Everyone loves to hear that. And on a campaign, this is almost the opposite of the last matchup where it's like, oh, y- 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 sure. A uh, Clintonian way of campaigning is is a proven winner, uh, at least for Bell. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. So here, that, that's the only thing I'm going to say. All right. Yeah. About, I'm going to push back just a little bit. Yeah. Clintonian brand, I feel like, is a rhetorical hack. To say I want to include Hillary into this average, oh uh, so yes, and I don't Hillary. Yeah, And, and, and I just so about Bill. Bill won once right. in a gigantic upset. He won twice in one of the uh, the the uh, bigger modern, uh, uh, blow the likes of which we have not seen since the last time there was a yeah. big opening was was uh, uh was, Clinton back in ninety six. Oh so yeah, I, I was I was I, there. I, I don't think. You know, I, I I think if Bill were able to run, I feel like Bill would would put up a gigantic fight against almost anybody, up to and including Obama or Trump. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm glad you pointed that out because I was only thinking of Bill. But I, I think there were some emotional uh, overtones uh, of, of 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 reactions to Clinton now that that might or might not be fair uh, to apply. Because really,
0: we've only seen him as a liability. We've Mm -hmm. seen, like, all right, should he stand next to Hillary? Right, right, Should he be on stage? Is he, like, there's been reexaminations of Bill, but very, very few times where Bill just walks out and is just charming Bill Clinton, the guy who got elected president twice. Yeah, and... And to be honest,
1: uh, uh, we're we're talking about in the in the film a yeah. a Clinton who is at, at
0: their most ruthless.
1: I mean, it's it's like it's like concentrated, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, uh, I
0: I I'm I'm having a hard time. Uh, can can they muddy back? Because look, I mean, again, he denied the existence of a world-ending threat until Leone made him. Vessa. No, no, I, I get that. Um, I
1: and I think Jack Stanton uh, runs a, a hell of a campaign. I, but I, 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 still think I still think people want the reassuring presence. Uh, again, we're going after the what are the independents? What are the swing voters? What? Well,
0: yeah. What and, what do the suburbs in Nevada and Arizona yeah. and Georgia what do they want?
1: And if Hen if uh, if Jack Stanton were running against George W. Bush, if Jack Stanton's running against Bob Dole, he cleans
0: up obviously. Uh, is back... the end the end the end of primary colors is him destroying a very nice guy opponent? Yeah. Nicest yeah. of nice guys opponent. So it's and like, Dole and, right,
1: Dole, Dole and Beck, uh, you know, not, not that different. Not
0: dissimilar.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I think
0: I, as much as and I hate to say it, for, for my, for my sake, think of, think of our final. So it's, it's who yeah. matches up best against Jed Bartlett. Is it, because it's very, it's very inspirational. It's who inspires more. If it's Beck versus Bartlett, if it's Stanton versus Bartlett, then it's it's kind of a little bit of the 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 long dark night of the soul for a liberal America. What do you want? The soaring rhetoric. Of, I want Stan versus man,
1: Marshall. Is want... is what I want? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Can we have a third place game?
0: <laughs> Maybe we have a third place. Maybe, yeah. Well, we we will have a third place. Whoever uh, uh, whoever goes. Uh, it, in which direction. But it sounds like Beck is your I'm I'm trying I'm trying to see if uh we can get any any different uh, uh mail drops here as the uh the, the the results are coming in. But it seems like you are you are leaning Beck.
1: Oh, I'm leaning Stanton. I, oh, You're I'm leaning le- Stanton. Yeah, I'm leaning Stanton. Uh just it's time uh, to make a call. Yeah. Um because I, I do I do think he wins and I think Beck's supporters are are upset Uh, and and I think there's a, uh, I think there's a backlash about how did he win? There's no way he could have won, but I think Stanton wins.
0: Okay. Then we are now projecting that indeed it is Jack Stanton from primary colors against Jed Bartlett of the West wing. Oh, the Clinton era storytelling finally comes to its dramatic (laughs) conclusion next week on the Politics, Politics, Politics podcast. Thank you for being our judge. Tom, uh, where can people find you and your fantastic work? Ah, uh, tommerit. dot com. Uh, collects all all of my things.
1: Uh, together, dailytechnewsshow. dot com. If you want the tech news stuff, uh, and uh, and yeah, uh, free Tom newsletter. If you want to ask me who I would have voted for these matchups. Well, thank you, Tom,
0: and we will see you next time. Bye. and that'll wrap it up for us today politics 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 written and hosted by me justin robert young for dog and pony show audio in austin texas our show was edited by brett stewart say thank you to tom Merritt at letter p letter x number three guest dot com you can email the program and you're gonna need to for our big battle jed bartlett jack stanton good clinton and Clinton, who's going to win in the Clinton Bowl, baby? Give me your thoughts, theyoungamerican at gmail.com. Twitter, For this program is px3tweets. Justin R. Young is my Twitter. Find me live on Twitch, px3live.com. Share this podcast with your friends, family, and clergy at px3podcast.com. You can support me, paypal.me slash jury. My Venmo is justin-young-20. And my cash app is px3cash. Send me anything you'd like in the mail. PO Box 153184, Austin, Texas 78715. Of course, you can always get our bonus content at takepoliticsseriously.com. $3 tier gets you two bonus podcasts per week covering all the news we miss on our free podcasting schedule. And our $10 tier gets your name right at the end of the show. Like these fine folks in the Titanic 10 Dollar, Dear, Jason, C. Garcia, Matthew T., Elbasso, John, Matt, John Gross, Craig Potts, MC Radio, Unsafe DB Levels, Katie, Amanda, Yield, Pinball Shop, DP4 Bongo, Kneemeister, Catherine, Todd, and Vogue Young for King of the New World Order. Edison, Up, Up, Down, Down, Left, Right, Left, Right, BA Select Start, Dr. G, Neil, Charles, Darren, 100 Mile Runner, Idris Arslanian, Blueprint and the Lanina, DL, Steven, Chad, Nomadic Terran, Molly's Dashing Debut, Miranda Janelle, Adam, Chief Andy, Robert, Casey, Paul. He's awesome. Brad, Richard, Just Another Pilot, Middle-Aged Mike Who Loves Frank Got Abducted, Utah, Jimmy Montana, The Gen, A-L-D-L-D-L-D. Really? Chopper, Andrew, and Joshua, if you would like your name read on the show, head on over. TakePoliticsSeriously.com. That wraps it up for us this week. I hope everybody has a great weekend. I mean, nice weather out here in Central Texas. I'm excited about it. Till next time. This is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying. Some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and still more discuss politics. But this, this is the only show that dares discuss oh.
1: three. <laughs>